This episode is brought to you by Dietz and Watson. Uh, Molly, it's time we have the talk about hot dogs. Oh, oh, okay. Well, hey, (laughs) I'm looking for a hot dog that's the real deal, Matthew. Like a classic hot dog that like when you think of like the platonic ideal of a hot dog, Mm -hmm. I recommend Dietz and Watson's Dietz Dogs. Ah, well, I've heard that they're handcrafted and made using only Dietz and Watson premium meat. I can vouch for this because Dietz and Watson sent us a big box of hot dogs and other delights. And wife of the show, Lori, and I had them for dinner last night. We had uh, the classic beef Dietz dogs with uh, toasted buns with sauerkraut and pickled jalapenos and Dietz and Watson ballpark style yellow mustard. Do you think you'd recommend Dietz and Watson hot dogs for fried rice? Oh, yeah. Fried rice with some sliced hot dogs. I'm going to be doing that soon. Wife of the show, Lori, is going to be making the hot dog flour buns from Christina Cho's cookbook, Mooncakes and Milk Bread. Very excited for this. Mm, And I'm especially pleased because Dietz and Watson does things the right way. So this means like no additives, no fillers, no artificial flavors, no cutting corners. You can feel good about this stuff. Dietz and Watson. It's a family thing since 1939. Shop now at Dietz slash the right way. That's Dietz, D-I-E-T-Z, and Watson.com slash the right way. I'm Matthew. And I'm Molly. And this is Spilled Milk, the show where we cook something delicious, eat it all, and you can't have it. Today, we have two chocolate chip cookies in front of us and i don't know uh, who could ask for anything more really uh for chocolate chip cookies oh okay (laughs) other than that i can't think of anything i can't believe that it has taken us this long to getting around to doing a chocolate chip cookie episode i mean maybe it's like it's like in a romantic comedy when like the the person who's like right in front of your face you you don't notice that they're the one for you like maybe we've just been so busy eating chocolate chip cookies that we didn't think hey you know we have a food show we could talk highly about these things probable, on the show highly probable so you know did you eat chocolate chip cookies as a kid never <laughs> <laughs> always. Um, and I feel like I've, I've always had kind of the same the same love when it comes to chocolate chip cookies. Like I want them big and chewy and uh, and super chocolatey. And I thought you were going to break into some kind of <laughs> Sir Mix-a-Lot. I like them big and round. I like big chips and I cannot lie. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. Put them on the glass. Um, and uh, my, I, I don't have like any real like, like, distinct early memories of chocolate chip cookies in high school though every day at like 10 a.m people would go down to the cafeteria and they would make these kind of disgusting enormous super underbaked chocolate chip Wait, cookies this was in high school this was in high school and students yeah students would go down and make these cookies students would go down and eat these cookies oh, sorry the students wouldn't make okay. the cookies the lunch ladies would make the cookies okay. and students would buy them for a dollar um there were rumors flying around about how many calories were in these cookies oh, but you would basically it would boy. come on a sheet of wax paper and you would like scrape the cookie off with your wow. fingers it was animalistic was it made from like otis spunkmeyer dough it probably was because i have so i have to say that most of my memories of chocolate chip cookies as a kid are are of the dough and not so much the cookie itself i'm not even sure what chocolate chip cookie recipe my mom used to use maybe the maybe even the toll house one but i remember at some point as like a preteen i found this junior league cookbook that my mom had from the junior league of oklahoma city sure of which she was at one time a member sorry mom calling you out there um 
Anyway, this recipe was called Big Daddy's Chocolate Chip Cookies. <laughs> and I loved to make the dough, and I would just eat the dough. I would just keep it in the fridge, and I would eat the dough. And then at a certain point later on, I discovered Otis Spunkmeyer frozen dough and got really into that. Sure. And when I was in college, one of the houses that I lived in had a pretty good sized supply of it in the freezer and they eventually had to put a padlock, you know, like a <laughs> chain with a padlock around the freezer because some of us, I'm not going to name names other than mine, were very into stealing lumps of this Otis Spunkmeyer dough. It was, it was like a chastity belt situation, it was. basically. It really was. They were trying to keep us pure until graduation. Yeah, I sort of imagine, like, I don't know a lot about food history, but I imagine uh, chocolate chip cookie dough probably predated cooking. And, uh, you know, Which then. Which came first, the cookie dough or the cookie? Right. Um, I think the cookie dough came first. <laughs> um, and, uh, you know, then, then, like, humans discovered fire and we, and we cooked the dough. And we're like, yeah, it was pretty good, but it's not as good as, like, uh, you know, pulling a handful of dough out of the fridge. How do you feel about uh, chocolate chip cookie dough ice cream? I I feel like I I, I was into it when it uh, was yeah. first a thing, yeah. and haven't really gotten a craving for it later. I've, I've never really been a cookie dough person. I have to admit. Oh my god! First, you out yourself as not being a condiment person. Yeah, I feel like I, I'm still coming to terms with that after what like three years of doing yeah. this podcast meanwhile you're you're like dipping your cookie dough nuggets in ketchup and <laughs> having a great time yeah i don't even know who you are <laughs> no condiments no cookie dough uh yeah okay let's so, just eat some cookies yeah we're sitting next to these cookies this is this is agony okay so um so maybe we should describe these cookies a little bit okay they're amazingly different they're astoundingly different yet they are both recognizably chocolate chip cookies my recipe is from a New York Times article that ran, I think, in 2008. Ah. Yeah. It's uh, an article by David Leet, and he went and um, interviewed a whole bunch of bakers in the New York City area and uh, sort of combined their methods into sort of his... Franken-cookie. Franken-cookie, really. And um, I think it makes the best cookie I've ever had. Uh, we actually serve this cookie at Delancey, although we make some changes to it. Uh, are they secret use... changes? Oh, you're about to say. No, no, no. I, we, we don't believe in secret recipes. Oh, okay. So we at Delancey, the, the flour that we use for pizza is um, a, kind of a lower gluten flour than all-purpose. It's not like the double-zero flour that they use for Italian pizza making in Italy. It's the triple X, the triple X Italian pizza making in Italy. But anyway, it's a slightly lower gluten flour. And so we use that flour in the dough and then we age the dough ideally for a minimum of seven days before. Wow. See, this is what I want to talk about because I think that is, you know, Few people know about this still, it mm-hmm. seems like, even though that landmark David Lead article ran several years ago, and we'll put a link to it. Chocolate chip cookie dough is better at least a day and preferably several days, and apparently up to a week after you make it. The David Leet recipe um, called for aging it in the fridge for 24 to 36 hours. The cookie that we're going to taste today, the dough was made on, let's see, it was made eight days ago. Wow. Yeah. And it's been and it's been dry aged in a meat locker. You got you got Rocky in there to it's punch it a few times. It's been aged in a walk-in. 
Okay. Not very exciting. But anyway, I mean, should we talk right now about the aging thing or should we can should we, we talk about it once we can taste it? Can we bite it? some cookies first? Well, tell me please. about your cookie, man. Oh, yeah, Jeez. yeah. Okay. So this is this cookie is um, it's similar in many ways to that recipe. It is from uh, Cook's Illustrated, and they've done a bunch of chocolate chip cookie recipes over the years. And uh, this this may have been their first. Um, and it is it is similar to that recipe. The uh, the, the only special feature of it is you put in an extra egg yolk, and uh, apparently that h- helps make it chewier. But uh, they don't say to age the dough, but just like all chocolate chip cookies, it's better if you age the dough. And, uh, you know, I read I reread the article uh, before before this episode. <laughs> there's, a, <laughs> there, there's a hand <laughs> possibly disembodied. Reach, it's, it's the boneless hand. <laughs> boneless hand. Way to call back Thanks. to my old boneless hand story. <laughs> the reason aging the dough is good is because it hydrates it better and that gives it a better texture. Um, you know, there's lots of thick, gloopy egg in in chocolate chip cookie dough. It takes a long time for that to like migrate into all the grains of flour and and plump them up. Um, but if you have the patience to do that, it'll make a better cookie. Let's eat these damn cookies. God, finally. <laughs> Whoa, yours have great melty chips. You like yours chewy all the way through. Like no crispy, you don't want crispiness at the edge even? No, I want I want a crispy edge. Okay. You know, mostly I, I like the chewy part. Mm. It's exactly mm. the opposite, incidentally, with an apple fritter. There's this place at Pike Place Market, um, Three Girls Bakeries, that sells these huge, great, uh, super dark and crispy apple fritters. And I always eat the ring around the edge and throw away the middle. I like that about you. You're a man who knows what he likes. Mm. This is like a quintessential American chocolate mm-hmm. chip cookie. Not that there's any other kind of chocolate chip cookie. I mean, for me, maybe even more than apple pie, chocolate chip cookies are like the American dessert. There's the there's the uh, um, Turkmenistani chocolate chip cookie that has uh, fermented mare's milk in it. Mm. Yeah. How about yak butter? <laughs> How about yak butter? When's that episode coming up? <laughs> so, oh yeah, I've got I've got some fresh breeze organic milk going on over here. Uh oh, I just got just got a little bit of chocolate on your floor. Okay, so what kind of what kind of chocolate are you using in your cookie? So, what we use at Delancey is um, Valrona chocolate, and we use their Fevs, which are these kind of like flat oh, yeah. discs. Oh and uh, it's sixty four percent. Um, and I use the uh, the Ghirardelli 60% mm-hmm. chips. Mm-hmm. It's just like a whole different animal while still pushing the same buttons. See, here's the one thing that I tend to notice right away. The quality of the sweetness is really different between yeah. these cookies. Like, I bet they have a very similar amount of sugar. But I feel like the the sweetness in these ones from Delancey is a little more caramelly and a little Very less sugary. So. Are you using light brown sugar in there, dark brown sugar, something else? Light brown sugar. Okay, I'm also using light brown sugar. I think it's the hydration thing. Because when... Should I just keep talking with my mouth full? Mm-hmm. Great. Because when the moisture in the dough fully hydrates the flour, it seems to me that when you bake the cookie, you can get sort of this almost like caramelization of the flour. Folks, try this at home. Seriously, um, bake bake some cookies uh, with dough that, that you just mixed up, and then let the dough sit around for a couple of days and do it again mm-hmm. and compare side by side. It's crazy. It really is crazy. Mm. Oh man, this is like my favorite episode ever, except the milkshake one when we got to eat like four milkshakes. Yes. Can I say a little something about size here? Does it matter? It, size matters. Because here's the thing. To me, a chocolate chip cookie has to be fairly large in order to have the right texture. 
because if it's too small, it tends to just sort of be chewy throughout. And I want a little crispiness around the edge. I find that in, in order to get the right sort of like nice chewiness in the middle with this nice crispy outer part, you have to have a cookie of a certain size. And what is that size? Large. Like these cookies are, the, the cookies that I made are best with about a quarter cup of dough per cookie. Yeah, um, that's. I think that's about what I did for my cookie, but my cookie looked smaller than mm-hmm. yours. I know it's funny, huh? Yeah, no, I, I definitely agree with that. Um, I uh, I think also, I mean, it's really easy to overcook a small cookie, and an overcooked yeah. cookie is a tragedy. Yeah. How about salt? Yeah, I think I think my my cookies feel undersalted compared to yours, but I don't know if that's just because I didn't sprinkle salt on top the way you did. Mm-hmm. These have a fair amount of kosher salt in them too, though. What else do we need to say here? Well, how I do mean, you feel about uh, chocolate chip cookies straight out of the oven? Oh, mm. so I'm pretty sure I'm going to be crucified for this. But I don't like them straight out of the oven. To me, they are too sweet and too rich. The kind of, you know, you're re- like really psyched about it and you can't wait to eat one and it tastes delicious, but it kind of makes you want to kill yourself afterwards. It's so rich and sweet. Yeah, and also I don't, I don't like, picking up the cookie and having it disintegrate mm-hmm. um i mean i know some people really love that and i totally respect that and understand it um but it's just it's just not my not my game you know what i do like though is so, so the so today as we're recording this episode it's probably like 80 degrees outside hot for seattle hot enough that if you have a chocolate chip cookie sitting on your kitchen counter the chocolate never really hardens. Yes. And I love that. I know exactly what I you mean. I love that. When we first opened Delancey and I was working in the kitchen and we would, you know, we were serving these cookies, people would always be like, oh, that's so amazing that you're baking them to order. The chocolate was still <laughs> warm and melty. And I was like, no, no, it's just that it's like 96 degrees in the kitchen. It's not just the ambient temperature, though. It, there is something, you know... <laughs> We, we got into this thing once talking about crystalline structure of chocolate. Something about that means that, that oh, uh, no, we're chocolate... we're not going to do that again, are we? Let's... Okay, please turn... <laughs> open your textbooks. <laughs> turn to page 147, figure A. Uh, something about the crystal structure of chocolate means that, that it cools more slowly than it melts. You know, that it takes a long I time for it to solidify. It. I love that about it. Um, I mean, obviously, yes. If it's 103 degrees in your kitchen, then uh, it will never get solid. And frankly, applause to you for baking chocolate chip cookies if it's 103 degrees in your kitchen. Yeah, I mean, you got you know what's up. You know what you got priorities. You do. You do. you've got your priorities straight. Yes. Yeah. Um, you know, on the other hand, you could just pull some Spunkmeyer out of the freezer if you can get past the chastity belt. <laughs> there are two more cookies here, but you know, I, I I thought maybe we could share them with your lovely wife and daughter. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Um, okay, what else do we need to do? Anything? I think I think we'll that post, may be it. We'll post links to these recipes. <laughs> <laughs> I would just like to fit in one more opportunity to talk with my mouth full. Yeah. Okay, you can find us online at SpilledMilkPodcast.com, where we'll post uh, the link to that David Lead article about uh, creating the ultimate chocolate chip cookie and uh, our recipes for, uh, you know, chocolate chip cookies. Mm-hmm. And you can find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash spilledmilkpodcast. You know, I just realized that there's something we forgot, but I'm going to mention it Uh to sort of like bookmark it for a future episode. I think we should talk about oatmeal 
in cookies because I like an oatmeal chocolate chip. Cookie. I do too, and I wrote I wrote a note sometime? about that, um, and then and then decided it wasn't going to fit in this episode. So yes, I would like to do that. I'm not a big fan of oatmeal raisin cookies, but I like oatmeal chocolate chip cookies a lot. And well, so then think, let's talk about oatmeal cookies. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Great. We'll we'll, we'll cut that out. Great. Uh, and you can you can find us on iTunes. Um, leave us a leave us a ten star review. Um, call it we're five star spicy. Um, <laughs> uh, and until next time, thank you for listening to Spilled Milk, the show that hardens more slowly than it melts. <laughs> I'm Matthew Hamster Burton. <laughs> I'm Molly Weisenberg. I'm Matthew. And I'm Molly. And this is Spilled Milk, the show where we cook something delicious, eat it all. <laughs> uh, okay, one more time. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. 